welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. And today we're joined by Mark Burns and Eric Nahat. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. In the past, we've tried to run this cadence where once a quarter we'll do a deep dive on the economy. Obviously, with COVID-19, we did some COVID-19, what we called market updates throughout April. But really, March is the last time we've kind of done a deep dive on the views on the economy. So today, I'd, I'd really like to spend some time on that. And I, I'm thinking we can kind of break the conversation down into maybe what we've seen since we've gone into quarantine and then and seen since that time, I'll say. And then maybe we can talk about what we're, we're looking at as we move forward. Eric, let, let me just kind of start off on that note and talk a little bit about social distancing. How has it impacted our efforts to combat COVID-19? Preventative measures such as social distancing, of course, have been employed across the country and are definitely helping to address the spread of COVID. At the onset, uh, the U.S. went from a handful of daily infections and no deaths to over 30,000 confirmed cases and more than 20,000 deaths per day. So since then, social distancing has helped to slow the spread with the pandemic's toll as of last week, easing to just over 20,000 daily cases and 800 daily deaths. So the, the lockdowns were tough on everyone, but we've definitely seen benefits. You know, it's really interesting for me to get caught up in the numbers, and those are certainly big numbers. But if we step back and recall why we went into quarantine, it was really to take the, the burden off the healthcare system. So numbers aside, it does seem as though we're accomplishing that goal and taking the burden off the healthcare system. Would you agree with that? Completely agree. So Mark, I want to talk a little bit about fiscal and monetary policy. Tell us a little bit about what we've seen recently in fisc with fiscal and monetary policy. Well, I think it's been uh, quite quite impressive what has happened with the shutdown and now the process of reopening, how the government has responded with fiscal and monetary policy. It's uh, really quite large and quite quick compared to the global financial crisis. And consequently, I think we're seeing a huge amount of pent-up demand in addition to the massive government spending and uh, monetary support. You know, with retail sales are up about 18% month over month, which is an amazing recovery, uh, which, uh, you know, showed success uh, from the stimulus. And the second part is the uh, monetary policymakers are set to keep interest rates short of the near term at zero, uh, really for the next year or two for the most recent Federal Reserve meeting last week. Got it. So we talked about this in, in past conversations, but we had this economy that was really humming along. And then we just asked everybody to step aside and, and go into quarantine. But these are really measures that the government is putting in place to, to really prop up the economy and make sure that we can get back to you know, or at least heading in the direction that we were heading in before. On that note, I'm just curious, Eric, tell us a little bit about how stocks have been impacted or what we call the equity markets. Talk to us about that. When we talked back in March, we felt that equity markets were extremely oversold and undervalued. And 
And we look towards quality companies. So companies that have healthy balance sheets and strong cash flows and look towards companies that had strong total shareholder yield. So companies that paid dividends and had shareholder buybacks for investment opportunities. We also rebalanced their phase in new money into some areas that had pulled back significantly, such as energy, financials, and um, some areas of the travel industry. So since Lowe's in March, equities have recovered pretty significantly, driven by a more favorable outlook and uh, support from stimulus. Part of that is equities looking past weakness this year and next towards longer-term cash flows. And part of that is the fact that the sectors of the economy that have been most badly affected by the pandemic are not the most important sectors of the stock market. For example, if you look at hotels and tourism, airlines and cruises, entertainment, restaurants and bars and other retail, all that combines to comprise uh, about only 7% of the S&P 500's operating earnings in 2019. And, and lastly, of course, uh, as Mark mentioned, uh, the stimulus was a huge driver of the recovery in markets and uh, will be a huge driver of the recovery economically. Mark, I was actually curious about something. So I had conversations with people and there's this sort of conversation about, you know, some people saying, all right, well, I want to hold cash. When's the right time to get in? Okay, the market's run. Now I have the fear of missing out. Maybe talk to us a little bit about some of investor sentiment around that, this fear of missing out and so forth. What we've been advocating and continue to advocate is, um, first off, you have to have a plan. And a big part of that plan is uh, making sure you have emergency funds. But I would say that uh, when you see a, a steep discount in the market, like we had through March and April, uh, you have what called, what's called FOMO, a fear of missing out. But more importantly, it gives us an opportunity to take extra funds that clients have been sitting on the sidelines, where there's a lot of cash out there today and consequently, what we've been doing is uh, using this as short-term opportunities to add this cash to uh, selected portfolio holdings. The other thing that we um, are finding out there with uh, interest rates being as low as they are in cash and uh, fixed income yields uh, shrinking dramatically, there's another acronym out there called TINA. There is no other alternative. And, um, and basically equities, because of the valuation, because of the dividend yields, even though they're volatile, have you know, garnered a lot, of, uh, a lot of ongoing interest, which is one of the reasons we believe the stock market has come back as quickly as well, a lot of money pouring in. Got it. And one thing I just love about what you said there, and I know we've talked about this before, but when we talk about the fear of missing out or sort of the emotional side of investing, a lot of that is really eliminated with a good financial plan. It just really takes a lot of the emotions out of it and helps the investor, helps the investment advisor and the team around them to just really be very process driven. So I, I love what you said there. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in the world of bonds or what we would call fixed income. The stock market gets a lot of press, a lot of information and, um, you don't see a lot of uh, write-ups on uh, fixed income because we have anywhere from a third to a half to th two-thirds of our clients' monies in fixed income holdings, such as municipal bonds, corporate bonds, high-yield uh, securities, and so forth. Our investment committee pays a lot of attention to this. And one of the things we saw, um, and we mentioned in prior podcasts, is that 
the uh, bond market had a lot of dislocation, uh, similar to what we saw in 2008, 9, and 10. And uh, in a very short time period, the government stepped in pretty aggressively in uh, unprecedented asset purchases of various uh, short-term corporate bonds, short-term municipal bonds, credit market facilities, and um, also buying high-yield and corporate bond exchange-traded funds. And so effectively, what had happened is the liquidity marketability of this market was dislocated, and the government and the Federal Reserve has done a really good job of shoring that up. And in very short time period between March and now, we saw that pretty well correct. It's not um, exact in alignment with where uh, yields and rates uh, could or should be, but uh, it's something that we are, you know, continue to monitor very closely and address and readdress our holdings to implement that based upon, you know, what we see in the fixed income marketplace. And Eric, sort of putting a bow around, you know, what we've seen recently, any other thoughts that you think you'd like to share with listeners on what we've seen recently? When you look at it from an economic perspective, the virus pandemic, of course, is not over yet, but there is evidence of a durable bottom developing in global economic activity. And we're seeing economic growth rates pick up. For example, U.S. nominal retail sales surged way up over expectations in May. Clothing store sales increased 188%. Uh, U.S. industrial production rose 1.4% month over month. The, the NAHB Home Builders Index also rose a, a, a record uh, 21 points, and, and U.S. mortgage apps rose 9.3% last week. So uh, looking at a solid bounce in U.S. housing there, we saw continuing jobless claims tick lower and, and small business confidence rise in May. So all of that together points to the fact that we have most likely seen the worst of it from an economic standpoint, which is a really positive thing to see. Let's transition and talk about what we see ahead. Let's look forward. What are you, Mark, the investment committee seeing ahead here? To me, what matters now is the path forward. We do expect second quarter real GDP to be much worse than the first, but we as well as the markets are looking past that now. And we also expect a a second COVID wave, but we do not anticipate more shutdowns. More than likely, We'll see officials treat second waves with just local lockdowns. And if travel restrictions limit uh, international transmission, the economic consequences should not be uh, substantial enough to bring us back to what we saw at the beginning of the year. Mark, talk to me about recovery. What are you seeing? What What options are out there? Tell us about that. I think that, as Eric said, one of the things that we keep a close eye on is uh, the gross domestic product or GDP as one indicator. We do take a look at items like unemployment and other lead indicators for multiple research uh, services. And I think a lot of people have heard things about uh, what's called the V-shaped recovery, U-shaped recovery. There's also what's called the square root recovery all kinds of um, things that um, are published. And basically, you know, right now it looks like we're having somewhat of a V-shaped recovery. In other words, uh, the economy and the markets drop significantly. They come back pretty fast. And we think as the second wave potentially comes to play, 
the unknown uncertainties with earnings guidance from companies that for second quarter, we're expecting in July coming out to have a little bit of reality to, to uh, set in. And uh, we're also seeing a lot of companies right now are suspending their guidance going forward. And so a lot of the analysis or analysts are uh, looking at lower 2020 earnings and uh, so forth outlook. And with 21 and 22 uh, progressing, and we still believe that the consumer is going to drive the recovery. We uh, think that the stimulus looks to have kept the consumer healthy. That does represent about two-thirds of our economic growth. And uh, while we do expect continued volatility uh, with a second wave, the election, the climate, this is where uh, we continue to monitor you know, what is happening with all these indicators and the fundamentals and so forth to uh, come up to some conclusions so that we can position our holdings appropriately on behalf of our clients. And getting a lot of clients asking, what do you see happening? And uh, again, a big part of it is we're looking forward to the future, tying into the plan, keeping high quality, and we see that the recovery is going to be pretty good to start out. And we're going to you know, probably see some waves up and down going forward uh, with this uh, you know, giving back and take a step back and take a step forward type look. Okay. So Eric, with that in mind, how should investors be thinking about their, their investments going forward here? Yeah, good question. Uh, I would say, as always, you do not want to let emotion cloud judgment. We have great experience navigating volatility and uncertainty. And I would say one of the things that that experience has taught us is that clients are best served sticking to their long-term plan. Um, we're big believers and continue to believe that timing the market is not a viable strategy and, and we should continue to buy by predetermined asset allocations. And so basically the, the combination of stocks versus bonds and other investments that work best for the client's plan and continue to rebalance when, when prudent. And so sometimes trimming from the winners and, and moving assets to areas that uh, perhaps had underperformed. Uh, what that means is it's, it's really hard to say what will happen on a day-by-day basis. So we don't want to be reactionary to short-term swings. And I would say lastly, new cash, uh, as Mark mentioned, should be phased in uh, bit by bit into investments. So that can help to, to mitigate some of that short-term volatility. Uh, overall, as an investor, we really, really want uh, investors to try to stick to a, a long-term plan and, and try to look past some of these swings that we see, uh, both uh, big swings up and down on a day-by-day basis. And, you know, just as we're talking here, it sort of occurs to me that, you know, a number of our listeners are already clients, but a number are also just listeners. They're not clients. Mark, talk to me a little bit about what a second set of eyes for a non-client might look like and, and how people can get a hold of, of you or Eric or anyone at the Synergy team. Uh, sure, David. We're often, often asked by our clients, uh, what is the best approach to introduce uh, friends and colleagues? And this also comes from a lot of the CPAs and attorneys that, they, uh, that we work with on behalf of our clients where they recognize quality of our services and portfolio and how we do. And we do provide a uh, second set of eyes. So if you're not a client and you're a listener and you'd like to have us take a look at your plan, take a look at your investments and determine if there's a disconnect between the two, we'd be happy to do that. And 
This is effectively a, a short uh, meeting to help gather some information and see if, quite frankly, you know, there's disconnects and if we're a good fit or not to become a client in the future. And you can contact us at hello at synergycapitalsolutions.com uh, to do that. You can also go to www.synergycapitalsolutions.com uh, for our website. We have a plethora of information up there. Uh, with some uh, blogs and other information you can access uh, on that site as well. Thank you. So Mark, Eric, thank you again for joining us. Always love visiting with you guys. And to listeners, thank you for listening. As always, please subscribe. Uh, Friends and family that you think need to hear this, please feel free to share this. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you again. Once again, I'm your host, David Vallier, and we will see you again next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.